world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm Scott Sheldy, sitting in for Dan Proft, who is named after Dan, Dan, The Dan Proft Show. It's not The Cow Guy Show, but I am Scott The Cow Guy. Uh, my real name is uh, Shelody, and I am on uh, the various financial networks that I talk about public policy, markets, and the likes. And that brings me to the Dan Prof Show. Dan has me on a few times a month, and we get to kind of go over the coals and talk about the markets and the economy and what public policy might have to do with affecting both of those. But my next guest is a gentleman by the name of Scott McKay. Uh, he's a publisher at the Hayride and a contributor to the uh, American Spectator. Scott, thanks for coming on the show. Great first name. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay. So I've got a little bit of a cheat sheet in front of me, and I was able to kind of peruse it uh, last night and, and early today. And I, I think one of the things I find interesting is you're uh, in defense of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, that's kind of a fun one to talk about, and I think that that's uh, a good place to kick off. What are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I, it, it's not so much a defense of uh, of Marjorie and the things that she's occasionally said as it is a defense of the idea that the Republican party should have its own loons that it weaponizes against the Democrats. Totally agree. Because the Democrats have, I mean, they they have a, a, a a consensus of loons in their party at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, and nobody has ever shouted down Ilan Omar or Rashida Tlaib or, or, you know, Adam Schiff with, with, I mean, you want to talk about conspiracy theories with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, Adam Schiff is like a walking conspiracy theory. I mean, this guy has, has pushed, you know, all manner of insane things on the American public, and they've, they've basically given him official cover to do it. Oh, all without, so, all without you blinking. Know, you know, all without blinking. Never blinking. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's up with this guy's eyelids don't work or something. Marty Feldman. Um, he has to tape them shut when he goes to sleep. But uh, I mean, you know, so and they, you know, they bring this guy out, and and I mean, you know, here you got Eric Swalwell, who's you know, uh, literally sleeping with the enemy, and nobody. I mean, they uh, hey, would you take him off the intelligence committee? And Nancy Pelosi's like, surely you jest, right? I mean. The idea that that we're supposed to have these high standards oh. for Republicans, um, you know, and Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't meet those standards. When you look at the Democrats, and she is far saner than the vast majority of their caucus, and they're and they're unap- um, they're unapologetic about it too. I mean, I well, I, I mean, I, to ahead. this day, no Democrat is embarrassed about Hank Johnson. Right. He thinks Guam's going to tip over it's if you put too many Marines yeah. on it. It's Nobody over there is there. And if you say something, you know, untoward about what an idiot Hank Johnson is, then you're a racist. And right. it's like, well, okay, so I don't feel bad that Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, like, sounds like Gina Carano. They don't think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Well, maybe he didn't, right? I mean, like, to me, it's... uh I find it ridiculous that, you know, we're going to have this conversation about her and how damaging, you know, it is to the republic that she should be a member of Congress. 
Yeah, I'm, I, you know. I, I totally, I, I sense your frustration, and I, hopefully you sense mine as well, because, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've said for a while now that um, it's like they don't even, uh, the Democrats don't even, they don't even do these, um, and I'm not a crazy Republican by any means, by the way. I have voted for a Democratic president every now and again over the last, you know, 30 years. But I will say that they, they, they're not even trying to pull these things in the back room. They just do it right in front of your face and say, come and get me. They don't care. The Swalwell thing being yeah. one of them. There's no more backroom dealings. We're going to have Swalwell sleep with a Chinese spy and keep him on the Intelligence Committee. Come try to come try to change my mind. And they, don't, they just don't. Yeah. So it's like the party of chaos. The more they can upset your foundation, which used to be what I see and what I hear, they keep telling you, don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you hear. It's just a it's a mostly peaceful protest. Just don't mind the inferno behind me. <laughs> well, right. And, and, you know, and then they'll, they'll hit you up as well, what you see and what you hear and what you perceive is because of your white privilege. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're right. And you go, well, Indefensible. wait, what? Yeah. You mean like two plus two is four? And they go, well, that's racist. You know, that's math and math is racist. And at some point, you, you realize, and I, I guess maybe we can talk about, you know, uh, the impeachment and some of these people that voted for it. Uh, as part of this, at some point, you have to start to realize that this is not a real basketball game. Okay, it's the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. Right. And you have to decide: Do you really want to be the Washington Generals? Well, the GOP is the party of the Washington Generals. Okay. I mean, like you know, we're the straight man. When you go to D.C., it's no, no, no. We're going to have standards and we're going to do these kinds That's of things. That's a great analogy. And, you know, you know, meanwhile, Curly Neal is like, okay, well, no, no, that was a double dribble. And that was another double dribble. It's like, okay, they're not calling the double dribbles. On one side. So stop being the Washington generals. <laughs> and, you know, this is why people call you the stupid party. Well, you know, I, I think a, there are a lot more Republicans on Capitol Hill now than there were, whatever, 10, 15 years ago, who recognize the game and don't want to play it. And they will, you know, like, like you know, Lindsey Graham's transformation, I think, is a good example of this. Right? I, I agree with you. I, I would also say that, I mean, in some of the circles I've, I've been in, a lot of people love him or hate Donald Trump. They don't take that away, right, whether they like him or not. But they do believe that he's been the first one that's been able to not play like the generals. Right? That's he, right. Right, and that was part of his allure, right? No, I, like no, I think it was his allure because the fact of the matter is, um, you know, like Trump was not the Harlem Globetrotters. Trump was, you know, Jeff Ruland and Ricky Mahorn, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, right. He, he didn't bring a charismatic style of ball to the to the floor, right? right. I mean, like he was throwing <laughs> elbows and and lots of people like, all right, well, this is not. But he wasn't know, playing awesome like the generals. Either. Yeah, he didn't play like the. Yeah, generals. but at least you're not standing there watching a guy with a basketball under his jersey running up and down the court. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's different, and and you know, so and I think that's the difference between. It's sort of the Bush Republicanism right. and the Trump Republican. I think Trump Republicanism destroyed Bush Republicanism, and it needed to be destroyed. So where do, um, where do they go and, from here, though? Where do they go from here? Who's going to be the next guy that doesn't play like the Washington Generals? Well, I mean, you know, I, I mean, the guy that I I look at and I'm sold on, although I'm certainly not willing to say he's the only guy, um, is DeSantis, the governor yeah. of Florida. Good choice. 
you know, I, Ron DeSantis is is very much a MAGA Republican, and he very much has, you know, the, the take no prisoners style, particularly when it comes to media relations that Trump brought to the table. You know, but DeSantis is, is I think, a lot smarter and more disciplined and can probably carry it off. Better. You will get nothing from Ron DeSantis that he doesn't want to give you right. from the standpoint of a media. Thing. They do not put anything over on him. They have gone after him on this COVID stuff. And every time they do, he massacres them. I mean, it's just, but he doesn't do it in such a way that it's, you know, hyper vitriolic. It's, you know, it's very factual, you know, spirited perhaps, but I mean, he doesn't lose his cool and he's very disciplined in how he does it. And I think that's the next level of this. I mean, the thing about Trump was that Trump fought these fights and didn't really have it down how it was supposed to be done. He blazed the trail. But the people that come after Trump, I think, can, you know, can refine that style of politics and improve on it and get it to the point where, you know, you, you don't alienate the suburban housewives. Right. Well, right. There's an old saying, you know, I don't want to be the trailblazer because those guys end up face down on a puddle of water with an arrow in their back. You know, that, that's I want to be the settler. Right. I want to sure. be the, I want to be the third guy there. I don't want to be the first guy there. And maybe, right. maybe I mean, DeSantis you know, it's, fills it's, that role. Right. Well, it's an it's an axiom of business. You want to be the second entry into the market. Right. right? right. I mean, right. And I think that that you're going to see 2024 is, you know, it's the 2.0 version of of MAGA, which you know, has lots of, you know, site upgrades. Right. And, and I think it's okay. You know, w- w- you know, w- Trump learned how to do this with Twitter and he could bypass the media and talk to the public. You know, here comes somebody else that takes that principle and then expands it into something better. Uh, love having you on. Um, definitely have you back. I really appreciate all your input, but he is uh, Scott McKay, the publisher uh, at the Hayride and a contributor to the American Spectator, thanks for uh, having uh, being on with us. Thanks a lot. Have a good week, everybody. Right. Grab a good seat and sharpen your pencils. Class is in session with Professor Dan Proft and the Dan Proft Show.